Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. Today's DevOps Chat uh, features a, a first-time guest on DevOps Chat. He's Derek Choi, CEO at Rainforest, or Rainforest QA, as some may know them. Derek, welcome. Thank you. Um, just a little correction. I'm CIO at uh, Rainforest, uh, responsible for you? primarily the technical side of the of the of the functions here. Did I call you CEO? I, I think you did, but I, I, I just want oh, to uh, make a little correction there. You know, it's 2019. That's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would uh, support that prediction, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, CIO is enough. But anyway, Derek, thanks. Yes, it's Derek Choi, CIO at Rainforest. So, Derek, you know what? I, excellent. I didn't make the mistake on purpose. It was an honest mistake, but... That leads us, why don't we talk a little bit about Rainforest for our audience who may not be familiar. Absolutely. Uh, so Rainforest is a testing platform. Um, what we do is we help our customers uh, with their uh, software testing. Um, you know, as you know, we're, you know, moving, a lot of companies are moving towards a, a rapid development cycle, CICD, you know, frequent releases and stuff. Testing because uh, becomes much of a challenge for a lot of our customers because now they not only have to do testing, but they have to do it fast. They have to have accurate results and stuff. So Rainforest is actually a crowd-based uh, testing platform that allows our customers to simply input, you know, test cases in plain English. So no Selenium or, or any sort of programming language. Um, and then we can actually execute them as if they are automated tests. Uh, we're fully integrated into any CI/CD tools like Jenkins or CircleCI and so on. Um, so you can actually trigger a Rainforest test. Typically, you know, we can return results in 30 minutes or so. Um, and, uh, and you can actually test across many different uh, platforms like different browsers, different OSs, and same for mobile as well. Um, and so that allows our customers a wide variety of options in terms of where, where they want to run their, uh, you know, plain English test cases and when they want to run it, it's on demand. Um, and, uh, and we typically return results in 30 minutes, fully integrated into an automated release cycle. Great. Excellent. And, and, and Derek, you know, how how did it come to be that you became the CIO of Rainforest? What about what you know? You, let's hear a little bit of your own personal journey. Cool. Well, thank you. Um, so I have uh, been always involved in the product engineering side of things. I started off my career earlier uh, with Accenture, spent a number of years at eBay, and then uh, my uh, last company at uh, Aria Systems, building SaaS-based uh, billing system, uh, also running their engineering and product function. So coming to Rainforest, I brought you know my experience and 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 knowledge uh, in this space um, to help build the engineering and the product organizations. Uh, uh, now here, besides product engineering, I'm also responsible uh, for our professional services team and our uh, client success team. Um, so essentially kind of helping uh, build our product and making sure that our customers are successful in using that. Absolutely. Um, so Derek, you know what? We, we, here we are in December. We're looking at 2019. Mm -hmm. I, I, I probably have spent the last three weeks, if I tell you I've spoken to dozens mm -hmm. of vendors and, and C-level execs at large organizations. And to me, the real story of 2019, mm -hmm. as well as what emerged as the story of 2018, is around, you, know, you want to call it digital transformation and DevOps, yep. and you said, great. But mm -hmm. really, down to me, two things. Companies are, uh, they need scale in what they're yep. doing today, yep. right? 
Absolutely. When we're talking about data and and you know computation and transactions or whatever the metric is that drives mm -hmm. your company, yeah, everybody wants to do it at huge scale, like un unprecedented scale that twenty years ago you would have went. You know, I, I'm just reminded of Carl Sagan saying billions and billions of stars. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's the scale, and the only way to achieve that kind of scale mm -hmm. is automation. Yep. Absolutely. So these are two kind of twins, you know, co-joined at the hip. Scale and automation. You can't yep. have scale, I think, or you can't handle scale without automation. A absolutely. Yeah. And, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. And, uh, you know, I, I, me, that's, that's, that's it right there. That's the crux of it. Exactly. And, 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 you know, Alan, I, I would say that um, I, I've never been more excited, right, than uh, where we are right now. I think we are uh, definitely at a very exciting time, you know, and, and just to kind of set the context and, and maybe, you know, kind of recapping a little bit of what you just said, right? You know, the, the world is very different now, even compared to, you know, five years ago, right? Um, you know, a while ago, you would hear companies having a quarterly release, a, a some even have like an annual release, if you remember, uh, especially the bigger companies right um you know release cycle was a lot you know longer you know takes long takes takes a lot more time uh, to get things out to the market today uh release cycles are typically you know in in maybe you know in a month right maybe two weeks and in some cases days or even yes. multiple times a day right and and, and 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 exactly to you and 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 the, the the interesting thing is that the world has got accustomed to that and has Come to expect that, frankly, right? You know, think about you know the apps that you're using. If they come back to you and say, "Oh, you know what? We update our apps once every six months or something," you're like, "Wait, six months? Wow, that's uh, that's 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 unheard of, right?" You know, I, I was expecting like a weekly update or 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 at least monthly or something. So the world has actually come to expect that. Now the challenge, exactly as you pointed out, is. How do companies deal with that, right? How can we scale our organization through automation, among other things, right, um, to make sure that we can keep up with that pace? I think that that is the challenge with a lot of, you know, technical leaders is uh, we understand what the, the companies are looking for, understand what the consumers and, and our customers are looking for, right? But how do we do that? Right. Um, and there are different aspects of it, Alan. I think that there is definitely a development aspect of it. Right. How do we scale development? How do we do, you know, rapid development, you know, uh, agile, sprint, you know, all these things. Things have evolved a lot over the last, you know, I would say 10 years in terms of, you know, faster development. There's a lot of On the development side. Exactly. Right, exactly. And, and there continue to be more, uh, you know, evolution on that, which is super exciting. Now, one thing that hasn't really, at least in my opinion, um, gone as far in this particular context is uh, testing. Right. Um, if you think about testing, um, we've had automated testing for, you know, a long time, 10, 20 years, maybe even longer. Right. Uh, we've always had manual testing. Right. Now, when you think about testing, um, that's you know, which is a critical part of the release cycle, of course, right? You cannot push things out without some sort of testing at least, right? Um, there hasn't really been a lot of innovations and evolutions uh, in testing. We're still trying to do automated testing. We're still doing some manual testing. We're still doing it kind of the same way, so to speak. You know, there are new like automated testing language, but they all kind of do similar things, right? And they all have similar. And Derek, let me, let me stop you there for a second. Yeah. To me, here's the real crux of the issue. Yeah. We talked about that we've certainly seen, let's call it a revolution. Yeah. In development 
acceleration, rapid development over, let's yep. say, 10 years. I'll say even 20 years, right? Yep. We've been mm -hmm. yep. around for about 20 years. Agreed. Do you consider testing part of development or did mm -hmm. it take DevOps to come along and say, wait a second, it's all one continuity here? Yeah. Development, testing, operations, security. So you want to put security next to testing, whatever. But it's one con continuum. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, I completely agree with that. It is definitely one continuum, meaning that, uh, you know, they are all part of, the overall workflow, right, to right. make, you know, automation possible, to make a fast release process possible. You cannot do it without any one of those components, right? No, um, but, but, but they haven't kept pace with the changes that were in what we consider when we talk development. Yes. Of, thing, you know, of coding. Exactly. And that's the issue right that's there. That's the issue. Exactly, as you pointed out, right? Like, other components of that whole continuum hasn't really kept pace, right, with the, 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 the developments that we've made on coding, right, on the actual, you know, coding of the product. And, uh, and, and I think that that's starting to show, or actually has been starting to show uh, in terms of, you know, how other components of that testing in particular has been, frankly, dragging down the overall speed of, you know, being able to push things out faster and so on and so forth, right? Um, if you talk to, and you do that all the time, you know, if you talk to a lot of CIOs and C, uh, CTOs and so on, um, you know, frequently you'll hear challenges with testing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and most people will tell you, yeah, I, 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 I'm okay, you know, like I, I get it going, but, but very few people are good enough. Yeah, it's just good enough, but it's not great, right? Um, no, you know, it's not. And, yeah. and Derek, I'll, I'll go one further with you. What I see is this, is that when we talk about testing, and, mm -hmm. and to that extent, same thing with security, Yeah. Right? is we've got twin challenges. Yeah. I can't do it fast enough. Yeah. So I'm constantly behind, you know, running as fast as I can, but I can't, I'm just not fast enough. Exactly, and right. And number two, the train won't wait for me. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. if I can't finish my testing, well, you did it good enough. Yeah, we let's go. Release. We we right. got to release this hour. We exactly. This week, you didn't yeah. do security testing. That's okay. It's probably secure anyway. And boom, out out the door it goes. Right, and that's the the dilemma, the the enigma of testing is. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it fast enough, but if I don't do it fast enough, they don't wait for me. Exactly, right. And 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 there is a reason for that, exactly, right? Like 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 we talked about earlier, because customers actually expect releases, right? Whether you're ready or not, right? They are expecting releases in a very frequent cycle, right? And so, you know, so companies therefore cannot wait, right? Um, it is, you know, not acceptable, not acceptable to go back to the customer and say, you know what, my release is delayed and, you know, therefore you have to wait another week or two. In the past, that used to be the, the common thing to do, right? Um, nowadays, that's not acceptable. And so then what happened exactly, like you said, is that people compromise, right? They're like, oh, you know what, testing is not done. Okay, well, you know what, it should be fine. Let's just go, right? Uh, security testing is not complete, but we've done a portion, right? Okay, well, let, let's just go right um the downside however is that and you're seeing it like frequently you just not some people are just not paying attention to it is that there is a high price to pay for that right you've seen a lot of security loopholes out there right and 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 you know yes the the release is out right but then 
at what cost, right? You know, people found a loophole and, you know, there is a data breach and, and, and cost companies like, you know, lots of monies and reputations and things like that. And equally, you know, with software quality as well, right? You know, things don't work. Even bigger companies, you've heard companies like Apple, for example, you know, struggle with that, right? Google, right? Struggle with that. And they release something and people are like, wow, this is, this is junk, right? And, and I don't want to upgrade. And, and you hear that all the time, right? Um, and, and, and it tarnishes your reputation. Now, bigger companies have, you know, obviously uh, a lot more buffer to, you know, kind of weather these kind of like, you know, uh, quality problems, right? Um, you know, whether you like it or not, you're going to continue to use Apple, right? Uh, or, or, or Android or whatever. But then, you know, smaller businesses may have less tolerance for that, right? And and customers of those businesses, if they're not happy with your quality, they'll move somewhere else. So, so I think it's very important, um, you know, for uh, technical leaders to figure that out and not just kind of brush it aside and say, you know what, it's not important. Um, you know, if quality is not good enough, yeah, let's just go, you know, it's fine. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll find bucks in production, we'll fix it. Um, personally, I don't think that that's the right approach. And, and I think that it's going to hurt businesses uh, down the road. So, you know what I call that? So that's the double-edged sort of MVP. Yeah. Right? Because you talk to these people, and they say, don't worry, we're just doing an MVP. It's yeah. a minimally viable product. We right. know it's not 100% tested. We know it's not 100% baked. We know right. it doesn't have everything, but we've got to get an MVP out there, God yeah. darn it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. so, and I appreciate, look, I've been, you know, I, I founded, co-founded several venture backed companies. Sure. I've mm-hmm. been one pushing that VP of engineering saying, hey, yeah. we promised our customer we had a new release coming out before Thanksgiving, man. And I, you know, I, I, it has to get out. It has to, yeah. I don't care if you're fully tested, get it out. Yeah. But it's not, you know, MVPs were being, you know, chewed <laughs> to death. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that, that minimum, that M and MVP keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right? Exactly. Right. And exactly. You know, Exactly. I think we continue to push the boundary of MVP. You know, I think that, um, and that that's really the challenge, right? So you being kind of the leader of the business, right? You are not wrong because, you know, customers really need it, right? In order to move my business forward, you know, I really need the release. I really need to get that feature out. I really need to get ahead of the market. That, that That's not wrong, right? And I think that that's the needs of the business. That's the market. That's what people expect today. The, the challenge that we technical leaders need to solve, CTO, C, CTO CIO, uh, VP of engineering, VP of product, what we need to solve is how can we support the business in doing that, but also maintain the quality, right? Um, and so, you know, as a leader, in my opinion, um, going back to the business and say, you know what, I can't actually make your delivery day. Uh, you will have to wait another two weeks, four weeks, six weeks or something. That's going to be a tough sell, right? But at the same time, you know, releasing it um, without, you know, quality assurance, without security, um, you know, and all these stuff is is also not the right approach. So, so I think what we leaders need to figure out is how can we do better, right, in in QA? How can we do better in security? All these other things that are probably less mature than development itself, like coding yeah. itself, right? How can we do better in these areas so that you know we can also support the business in shipping this MVP, whatever the definition of this MVP is, right? We can support a business in shipping the MVP because that's very critical to business, but at the same time, maintain the level of quality and the level of security and among other things, right, that we are proud of, right, that that, that we want to have, right? Um, and, and I think that that's the biggest thing that we need to figure out um, in 2018 and definitely going into 2019, right? Um, you know, how do businesses figure that out? How do we 
you know, implement processes and tools and, and technologies that will allow us to do that. Yep. So I, I Martin, fantastic, Martin, I'm sorry, Derek, fantastic discussion. Let, let's bring it home a little bit to Rainforest. Sure. What can you do to help? Yeah, so Rainforest has a, a very, takes a very different approach to QA, right? You know, so the traditional way is obviously, you know, automated tests with like Selenium and all these different ABM, all these different technologies, or, you know, we can go, you know, menu testing and perhaps building an army offshore. That's very, very typical as well. Rainforest, you know, looks at it and say, well, neither one are, you know, the, the best approach, right? Um, and, and therefore we come up with a testing platform, you know, uh, that is powered by, uh, you know, the crowd. And, uh, and, and we allow our customers to actually uh, put, you know, plain English test cases on our platform. We can execute these tests without actually building an army, uh, you know, offshore. Uh, but at the same time, you don't have to worry about, you know, the downside of automation, having to hire, you know, QEs and, and spend a lot of time, you know, writing like Selenium scripts and things like that. Um, and, and so we offer a solution that, you know, at least we think solves problems on both sides, right? And also allows you to hook it up into your CI/CD process so that you can actually push this MVP out, you know, in an automated fashion, fully, uh, you know, kind of connected with all the, the, the rest of the continuum, right? Um, and, uh, and, and be able to actually ship, you know, ship code faster, but with higher quality. So let me ask, so at some level, though, you are reintroducing or relying on a human element. Correct, correct. So why don't you have the same scale problems that others do? That, that is an excellent question. So I, I would say that there are two elements, right? So when we look at the human elements, we look at it from a crowdsourcing basis, right? So, so you know, think about like Uber, for example, right? If I were to hire my own team of drivers, that would be a little bit challenging. But then leveraging the crowd, right, and, and scaling it based on demand, we're able to actually solve a lot of the, the, the human aspect of the problem. We can have, you know, testers that come in whenever they like to come and we have enough, you know, testers to support the test that our customers would like to do, right? Um, and now the, the, the challenge there and probably your follow-up question then is, uh, well, but what about the quality of these people? You know, do they know what they're doing? Just like an Uber driver, right? How do you know that that guy actually drives well, right? Um, so we actually developed a bunch of, you know, AI uh, algorithms um, that actually analyze the work that they do and also take in feedback you know, from uh, customers based on their former, you know, the previous tests that they have done. Um, and a combination of that, you know, with a lot of data mining and AI analysis, um, help our customers determine whether that test results is correct or not. If it's not correct, we will engage additional testers to make sure that, you know, the tests are consistent and the results are correct. So, so we have refined that algorithm over the years, and now we have achieved a very high level of accuracy that, you know, based on our data is showing us that the uh, accuracy is actually higher than, you know, having your own manual QA team. Right? And, uh, and so you get better results without actually hiring an army, either onshore or offshore. You can actually run your tests on demand. Uh, typically, you'll get results in, you know, 30 minutes or so, right? And it's fully integrated into your CIC cycle. And the best part is you can do all these things and achieve all these benefits without having to hire, you know, QEs to write automated scripts and having to maintain it and so on and so forth. Excellent. So, Derek, I get the outsource. I get the, you know, the army of people doing it. 
But on the back end, are you doing some automated testing as well? Yes, we are. Um, and so what we're also doing is we're developing additional AI algorithms to actually learn from these human executions. So what we do is, you know, we have, you know, lots of human executions that are happening as we speak. Um, in our environment, we have, you know, uh, 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 80, 90 millions of tests that have already conducted on our platform. So what we do is we actually do, you know, machine learning through these data and learn from you know previous executions and develop algorithms so that instead of actually having to send it to a human tester we can actually achieve it with a robot very similar to the approach that Uber is taking today, you know, human drivers are driving people around, right? In the back, in the back end, they're developing these self-driving cars so that in the future, you know, we don't really need a human drivers anymore. Very, very similar approach from a QA standpoint. Today, we're sending testers, um, but then in the future, we'll have these robots that will execute these tests based on what they have learned from these human testers. And and you know, and tomorrow is already here for us today because we are already doing that, and a number of our customers are already using these automated AI algorithms. So, you know, so they just need to write the test cases in plain English and, you know, they'll see the test executed, you know, by robots automatically uh, without having to worry about building automations or anything like that. So, um, so that's kind of Absolutely. our approach to solve the QA problem. So Rainforest, the Uber of QA. <laughs> I, I don't know that marketing will approve that, uh, no, that, that line per, per se, but yes. We, you're out in San Francisco. We've all been in the in the venture-backed world. There That's was right. a period there where everyone, every pitch was, we want to be the Uber of, right? Yeah, exactly. The Uber of this or the Uber of that. And really, That's it right. meant to be disruption or yep. crowdsourced in this case. But fascinating, a fascinating, uh, a fascinating, you know, take on solving an age-old problem. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Interesting to see. Just... Uh, I, Rainforest is what about two, two and a half years, three years old now. Yeah, it, it's a, a little bit longer. Uh, you know, we've it, our total existence probably about six, seven years. We've kind of pivoted a little bit at the beginning. So you know, our current product is about you know three to four years old. That's when I think I first became aware of it. That's but right. And, and look, testing and continuous testing is, is such a. Uh, I mean, it, it's a hot area. There's a lot of different solutions vying in the market but this one is really kind of unique so it'll be interesting to watch how it happens yeah but derek as i promised you when before we started the time goes really fast here we're, yeah we're, we're way out of time but hey man i i want to thank you for uh being a guest on devops chat and maybe we'll catch up with you again in the new year and and find out how things are going that would be awesome. Well, thank you, Alan, and uh, have a wonderful holiday to you and everybody listening. And uh, I'll okay. hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely, Derek Choi, CIO, still not CEO of, <laughs> of Rainforest. Thanks for being uh, our guest on DevOps Chat today. Have a great holiday, and and thanks very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and you've just listened to another DevOps Chat. <laughs>